This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equitymates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own time. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I can buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome back to another episode of Get Started Investing, a podcast where we attempt to answer the most common money and investing questions from the community. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. We strongly recommend that you scroll up and start at episode one. But uh, with that said, my name is Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you? I'm very good, Bryce. Very excited for this episode. We are up to our third part of our four-part Under the Hood series with beta shares. We're looking at four core ETFs uh, going under the hood and uh, working on the skills to analyze ETFs. We've covered uh, A200, the Australian 200 ETF. We've looked at the BetaShares Global ETF in the last episode. And this episode, we're looking at an ETF that certainly is has been popular for a number of years in the Equitymates community. That is the BetaShares NASDAQ 100 ETF. Yeah, it is part of the BetaShares core funds range. And uh, we're going to welcome back to the studio, Tom Wickenden, investment strategist at BetaShares. Tom, welcome. Thank you. Looking forward to this one. Me too. I do like this ETF. Uh, full disclosure. I don't hold it. Do I need to disclose if I hold any of these ETFs, by you, the way? You can if you I want. I, I would want. assume you do. I, I hold them all. Every, all 81 beta shares <laughs> ETFs. <laughs> In case your boss is listening. That's um, on, yeah, on record. I wonder if you, like, do you, get a, do you get a prize if you can prove to beta shares you hold all of them? If someone holds all 81, I'd be, yeah, I'd be impressed. We'll send them one of those merch packs. Merch, <laughs> yeah, merch packs. Still waiting, still now, waiting. Now, speaking of merch packs, uh, if you want to learn more about the beta share core funds range, and get your hands on a BetaShares Core Essentials merch pack, you can go to betashares.com.au slash equitymates and BetaShares are giving away 20 merch packs for every episode in this series. Love it. So if you missed out with A200 and you missed out with B Global, this might be a chance. And if you miss out again, you got one more crack after that. Yes, we might if even... If you miss tr- out a fourth time, <laughs> just buy all 81 yeah, BetaShares. We might buy try all 81, <laughs> rock up on our doorstep and we'll sort you out. We might try and squeeze a few more out for, uh, for our socials. So keep an eye on that as well. Now, a reminder that we are licensed, but we're not aware of your personal circumstances. All information on this show is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice. And a big thank you to the to BetaShares for sponsoring this series. BetaShares are a leading Australian ETF manager with more than $27 billion under management and the broadest range of ETFs on the market. BetaShares has been helping Australians build their wealth for over a decade. Now, Bryce, we're talking about uh, core portfolios as part of this series. And uh, 
Investment Trends uh, did some research last year and they found that 32% of Aussie investors are now using ETFs as the core of their investment portfolio as part of a core and satellite investment approach. The, the ETF- other 68 need to figure <laughs> it out. True. Yeah, what are they doing? I don't know. You'd have to ask investment Buying trends. Buying all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when we talk about core... The reason that it is so important is having a well-diversified globally across sectors, across different asset classes, a well-diversified core helps you uh, weather market uncertainty and is the key to building long-term wealth. Mm -hmm. Sounds Mm. pretty good. Yeah, Yeah, it's good and it's very simple, very straightforward. If you you actually want a, a clear strategy on how to do it, not just with the products that we're talking about here, but with ETFs in general. Ren, our book is launching soon, which is the Don't Stress, Just Invest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talks you through how to set up a core portfolio and get on with life. Yeah. Anyway. Bit of a plug for us there. I'll swap you guys a copy of that for for a merch pack finally. Tom, I don't believe you. (laughs) Done, done, done. All right. One merch pack then. Hang on. You get it for free, but ours anyway. We'll we'll figure it out. Let's talk about the BetaShares NASDAQ 100 ETF. The ticker is ASXNDQ. I know this is a very popular one within the Equitymates community. But we always start with the name, Tom. Talk us through it. What can we learn from the name? Yeah, so not... Not initially as intuitive as you know your Australia 200 ETF or your beta shares global ETF. It's it's almost become more intuitive just because of how famous the Nasdaq index has become over time. Um, you know it, it's it's almost synonymous now with those large US tech names. But if you didn't know what the Nasdaq was, if you're really new to investing, uh, it wouldn't initially be that obvious. So it's actually referring to both the index provider and the the stock market, the the Nasdaq, and the hundred refers to the top 100 companies on there. Yeah, and I think that's the important thing. The The NASDAQ is one of the two major exchanges in the US, uh, the New York Stock Exchange being the other major one. So this isn't all of the US. No, this yeah. is list, yeah, listed on the NASDAQ. And Bryce uh, in the last episode said that he wasn't familiar with United Health. Bryce, I'll let you know that United Health not in this index. I knew that. Because it's on the New York Stock Exchange. Yeah, <laughs> I did know that one actually, so... Um, <laughs> Touche to me. (laughs) Anyway, let's keep moving. As we've said multiple times, um, the best place to get information and and, uh, and the best resource to use when finding out information on ETFs is the issuer's website. Tom is sitting in here in our studio referencing the website as we go through. So you'll find on there the purpose, you'll find on there the index that it tracks, fees, performance, and top holdings. So Tom, talk us through what is the purpose of NDQ? Yeah, so the purpose of NDQ, and it goes back to kind of the purpose of the NASDAQ index initially. It was kind of a fairly forward-thinking market or forward-thinking index. It was the first online marketplace in the US for, for stocks, and it attracted a lot of technology names. And that's what we still see today. So particularly for Australian investors who have you know, heavy weightings towards resources and financials, which we've talked about in the past, technology can be a great place to diversify those Australian portfolios. And the NASDAQ really is the home of technology uh, companies in the US and also to, to an extent globally. Ren, you mentioned earlier there are other stock exchanges in the US like the New York Stock Exchange and something like the S&P 500 would take companies from both of those exchanges. Um, 
what you find though, which is quite interesting, is the S and P at the moment, the, the top holdings actually looks quite similar to your Nasdaq 100, just because of how large and prevalent these companies are on the Nasdaq. Yeah. Now, uh, when we look at the purpose on the uh, Beta Shares website, something did jump out to me that I want to ask you about. NDQ aims to track the performance of the Nasdaq 100 index. The Nasdaq 100 comprises 100 of the largest non-financial mm-hmm. companies listed on the Nasdaq market. And includes many companies that are at the forefront of the new economy. The non-financial bit jumped out at me. Yeah, and there's a few, I think we'll get we'll get into them across this episode. There are a few interesting things about the Nasdaq 100 index you might not initially suspect. Um, but yeah, one of them is they do exclude financials. There are some financials listed on the Nasdaq marketplace. They're just excluded from this this index. Well, speaking of index, that's the second point that we want to try and understand. Uh, talk us through the index that NDQ tracks. Yeah, so it's just tracking the NASDAQ 100 index itself is in the name. Um, and I think there's a little quirk there because we're used to when we go under the mm. hood in previous episodes, it'll be something like the selective yeah. NASDAQ 100 in- index. And you know from that that it's selective is the index provider, NASDAQ is the, uh, the exchange, yeah. 100 is the number of companies and you can sort of piece it together. But here we, we just have NASDAQ 100 and that's because NASDAQ in this case is both the index provider and the exchange. Exactly right. It kind of goes that more technology-focused business that NASDAQ is. They, they weren't just you know, the first internet-based exchange. They were first to do um, exchanges via the internet in the US as well. And they've kind of taken that in their whole company mantra and they've, they've gone into indexing as well. So this isn't their only index. They've got a number of indices across thematic funds, across broad market. And so, yeah, you just won't see a... Uh, another index provider with with their name because it's you know they do it themselves. Now uh, we've spoken about the purpose, the index. Sec- thirdly and importantly are the fees. Talk us through the fees for NDQ. Yes, the fee for NDQ is zero point four eight percent per annum. So it is higher than the previous two examples we've looked at. If you remember that Australia two hundred ETF that was zero point zero four percent per annum. Your Beta Shares Global Shares Fund was zero point zero eight percent per annum. This being the NASDAQ index, it is more because of that brand name. We, we kind of talked about it in those previous episodes. We use selective indices for the A200 and the BGBL, the, the two ETFs I previously mentioned. Since we're not using a brand name like S&P or like NASDAQ or FTSE, you can do those much cheaper. With the NASDAQ, since they've built such a huge brand recognition, both in Australia and in the US, it just costs more money to, to use that brand. This is a good example where we'd rather partner with that, that big name and fairly unique indice that they have and, and, and pay the high fees for it. Yeah. I think it's also important if people are new to ETF investing, don't anchor to the two previous examples we spoke about because what we're, the fees that we're talking about here, 0.48%, is that's broadly in line with where most of the market is these days. Yeah. Um, love to see it lower. <laughs> yeah, of course, <laughs> you know? always, always. Yes. But yeah. Um, yeah, like that's... You know, it's still a lot cheaper than a managed fund. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, those previous two, they're, they're the lowest cost options for either Australia shares or global shares in, in Australia. Um, so this is more in line with what you what you see from probably the average ETF. Yeah, yeah. so that's $48 per 10,000 invested. Still not too bad. Still not too bad. Can't complain with that. 
when talking about not complaining, let's get to performance Ooh, uh, yeah. because the NASDAQ has been the home to some great performers. Absolute ripper. Um, it's kind of like uh, Bryce in high school, really peak performance. <laughs> Downhill <laughs> not from true. <laughs> um, talk us through the performance of this fund. I'm, I'm worried now. What happened to, to Bryce after high school? Is the NASDAQ going to go under or are we, are we still? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's been one of the best performing indices over the past 10, 20 years. If you look at the returns, you know, over the past five, 10 years, you're looking close to 20% per annum returns, which is really off the charts. If you think about you know the Australian market, you're looking closer to around eight percent, eight to ten percent. So um no, it's been it's been great performance. If you look at Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway, he twenty one percent over sixty five years made him a hundred billionaire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if the Nasdaq can just do this for another sixty odd years, I'll be happy. Yeah, exactly. Twenty percent <laughs> compounded over ten years. I mean it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. It's, it's wild. Um, obviously important to to remember, you know, past performance not indicated future performance and you know that's great it's come from those large tech companies but also the importance of diversifying this is a very tech skewed etf which is great for australian investors we said but even better is diversifying that with australian shares with other global shares and you can get really good performance from just asset allocation the last year it's pumped out 25 percent yeah, I know. I know. What, yeah. What's going on? Well, 2022 was tough. Yeah. And everyone it's thought, r- it's thought 2023 would be tough, but instead the US has just been like, mm-hmm. hold my beer, watch yeah, this. There's yeah. been the big AI trade and there's, you know, and then, then these names, this is the thing, every time a new a new th- thematic comes out, let's say, like cloud computing, AI, these guys are all central to it. I think it's a really important reminder why uh, just dollar cost averaging into a core portfolio uh, makes a lot more sense than trying to time the market because a lot of people would have uh, come out of 2022, they would have seen their portfolios in red, they would have seen a lot of you know Wall Street analysts and experts saying that 2023 is going to be really tough as well. And if you're trying to time the market, you would have said, I'm going to sit on the sidelines. But if you were just dollar cost averaging, not thinking and just regularly investing into a well-diversified core portfolio, uh, despite all the negative headlines at the start of the year, you would have kept investing and this year has been great so far and you would have benefited from that. Yeah, it's exactly right. We actually did a, a study recently and it'll be up on our, be up on our website on betashares.com. But essentially, if you were to just stick to your investing goal, be it dollar cost averaging in or you know trying to time the market by getting in there. So in the study we looked at, if you invested at the worst possible time each year over a 20-year time horizon, you are still much better off than just leaving your money in a bank account on the sidelines. Mm. Um, did, did you say how much better off? It was around 30, 30 grand over the 20 years. From, yeah, from wow. a, sorry, from a, if you had $2,000 each year to invest over the 30 years, mm. you'd be about 30 grand better off. And um, that's investing like at the peak of the market in each year. Each year, so you, you, you're, you're the, worst, the, most you're the worst stock picker ever, yeah. worst or market timer ever. You're paying you know, the absolute worst, but over the long term, you actually do much better mm. than not investing at all. Yeah, that's a very important reminder. Yeah. yeah. So let's get back to under the hood. Uh, we've looked at the purpose of the ETF. We've looked at the index it tracks. Uh, we've looked at how much it costs, the fees. We've looked at performance. Now let's get to top holdings. Mm-hmm. Before we talk about the individual stocks, let's talk about the sectors. Yeah. No prizes for guessing what the biggest sector is here. Information technology. Yeah, exactly right. You've got pretty much half the half the index in IT and even some of the other na- other other sectors that are made up of you know communication services consumer discretionary a lot of those companies actually are fairly heavily technology focused as well um, but fall under different sector categories now portfolio holdings mm-hmm. top holdings as uh, currently we're looking at it Microsoft is number 1 
But we've just heard that Apple has crossed the three trillion dollar mm-hmm. market cap, yeah. biggest company in the world. What's going on there? Yeah, it's a really uh, good question and interesting point about the Nasdaq, which you might not know. So the Nasdaq 100 index isn't actually just a pure market cap weighted index. It actually has some caps at a stock level and at a top five concentration level. So if if an individual company gets too big, they won't allow it to grow any further. Or if the top five is too big, they'll cap the weight of those top five. So what's happened here is on the last rebalance or on a recent rebalance, the top five weight of those, of those companies being Microsoft, Apple, NVIDIA, Amazon, and Tesla after NVIDIA joined the, the, the mega cap mm. or the mega, mega cap party the recently. Trillion, trillion dollar the party. The trillion dollar yeah. party. Those top five companies made up too significant a weight for the index. So what NASDAQ then do is they cap the largest companies. They would have capped Apple and Microsoft at a similar level. And since that point in time, Microsoft must have outperformed Apple by a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, looking at it, uh, Microsoft is 12.9% and Apple is 12.1%. Mm. So what you're saying is they were would have been capped at, I don't know, 10% call it. Well, I'm not sure what it actually was. And then they've kept growing since that rebalance and Microsoft just grown a little, a little bit, bit more since. Yeah, yeah, exactly That's right. That's interesting. Yeah. Now, Tom, I'm also looking at top holdings and I'm seeing Alphabet, the parent for Google, uh, listed twice. Typo. <laughs> what's, the go, what's the go there? Uh, yeah, so that's it's just because there's two different classes of Alphabet shares and Alphabet, of course, being being Google. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so, you, so you'll see that across... Um, you know, most of your major global and, and US indices. Class A, class B. One last thing to note, you mentioned that it's all tech and then there's one that always sneaks into the top 10 that always uh, it makes me smile, which is Pepsi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah. It's, it's a giant of a food brand, yeah. yeah. I'm actually also interested to you guys, what, what acronym... Rack- what acronym are you guys running with at the moment for these large tech names? There was Fang, there was Magnama. We went, we were going Ant Mama. Ant yeah. Mama, yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah. good. That's we, pretty good. We were tried to get it to catch on. Hasn't, it hasn't, hasn't really, I haven't seen it pop up. Yeah, I feel like it's the easiest to say. Yeah, still yeah. relevant. As I'm well. trying to get Magnificent Seven going, so I thought I'd get it out on the podcast okay, so I can take okay. off. All right, well, if you're listening and you have an acronym yeah, yeah. for the top, what we're talking about is an acronym for Microsoft, Apple, NVIDIA, Amazon, Tesla, Meta, and Alphabet. No Netflix. Don't confuse the N with Netflix. No. Don't do it. They're not in there. <laughs> don't do it. Don't don't write at us with Netflix. Anyway, um, to close out, Tom, we've spoken about A200 and the Beaches Global. How should we think about NDQ uh, fitting into our portfolio? Yeah, so it's a great way to get exposure to those you know, large US technology companies that are so well exposed across a number of different areas. Like you think of... Apple, Microsoft, NVIDIA, you're not just thinking of their headline businesses, but you've got cloud computing, you've got a huge exposure to AI in all of these companies, um, and they really are the companies at the forefront of, of equity markets at the moment. So for an Australian investment for their portfolio, you can look to the NASDAQ as a core exposure for international equities or as a tactical exposure to upweight that technology. Yeah, I think that's the important part. It's super underrepresented here in Australia, yeah. the ability to get access to those tech companies. So, Well, let me put it this way. I've just scrolled back to our notes for A200. You looked at the sector allocation. Information technology isn't actually mm-hmm. there. Must be other. It's quite part of the other. The other yeah. Yeah. Communication services, which includes, I guess, like Telstra and stuff as well, 4%. Um, but yeah, information technology not split out. Compare that to NDQ, where, as you mentioned earlier, yeah. it's uh, fifty. It just scratch over fifty percent of yeah. the index. So it's really indictment important. on the ASX not letting our Australian tech companies 
encouraging them to list here. But anyway, that's another. Yeah. And yeah. also there's a lot of great Southeast Asian tech companies, which would have been great listings mm. on the ASX, mm. but they went to America instead. But anyway, anyway we'll pick that up with the ASX. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, just to close out, we've got the NASDAQ NDQ. The ticker on the ASX is NDQ. In a single trade, you can invest in the NASDAQ 100, uh, the top 100 companies, ex-financial companies on the NASDAQ uh, exchange. And uh, if you'd like more information on how to build wealth with the BetaShares core funds range, head to betashares.com.au slash equitymates. You can also head there to pick up a merch pack full of core essentials, gym towels, umbrellas, water bottles, you name it for the first 20 listeners. Keep an eye on our socials as well today for more info and a link through to that. Uh, That's a reminder, betashares.com.au slash equitymates. But Tom, we are going to be closing out the, this series next week as we look at the beta shares diversified all growth ETF thin <laughs> yeah exactly we'll bring it all together with a, with a diversified ETF which should be an interesting one but yeah thanks again Bryce thanks Ren it's been a pleasure <laughs> BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer of BetaShares ETFs. Read the PDS and target market determination at www.betashares.com.au and consider if the fund is right for you. Investing involves risk. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697.